You are now entering the Brightness. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello. Hello. You're on the bright side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Hello, Jason. Hello, Kevin. It's a gloomy day in Sherman Oaks. It is a gloomy day. I love it so much. It started misting earlier, and I was like, yes. It misted. It I misted. love a mister. <laughs> well, I love a mister. You love a lot of misters. <laughs> Right before Matt and I went to bed last night, we started listening to the Altamont episode because he hadn't heard it. Right. And we got to the uh, Superman and uh, oh, yeah. Lone Ranger section. Oh, yeah. And Matt was like, Jason. And I was like, a boy can dream. You know I, I have a thing for guys in capes. You and a guy it. for cowboys. Yeah. I mean, come on. A superhero cowboy is basically... You would definitely be the base of that Eiffel Tower, happily. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're learning that. <laughs> brick, brick by brick, I would build that Eiffel Tower. Or Speaking of brick by, by brick, your yeah. neighbors are quiet. That's nice. Yeah. Um, Have they been quiet for days? No. Oh, okay. No. Some sort of. Yeah, I don't it's know. just they're, okay right now. They're closing in on the finish line. Hey. And by closing in on the finish line, I mean I'm waiting for the other, the fourth shoe to drop. Yeah, sure. Well, when they finish, then it'll become a Airbnb and a party house. So it, that'll be fun. That, for you. Legally, it cannot unless the people live there. Legally. Yeah. You and your legally. Oh, I will shut that I shit know. down. <laughs> you, will. you probably have all the numbers on your fridge now. <laughs> we have done planning. Uh, sure. How you doing? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. We're sitting in the, the almost completely decked out, renovated office slash studio i know this is this is where we record every week and honestly it has come 180 degrees i would say i'm still waiting for you to bring like pictures to put on your desk i brought salmon okay you're gonna need to do a little more <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm a i've been watching a lot of west wing and, and josh lyman has a thing about people bringing in their personal items okay. so i think i've translated that thing into my own life and i shouldn't i should probably put a picture up here of my niece or something yeah so that's what i might do and she can stare at you whenever you say... Oh, no, we say some horrible things. Okay, so not my niece. <laughs> not my niece. I'm not sure. Just bring one of Nick. I'll bring... Okay, I'll bring a picture of Nick because he does make me want to say horrible things. Oh, what was the thing you said, the Dalek? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we have been watching a lot of Doctor Who, and now we speak to each other in Dalek sometimes. So if I don't wash the dishes, he'll be like, Inconsiderate! Inconsiderate! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and also, but we should probably talk about just in general, uh, the nerdgasm that is this past week with Endgame. Oh, yeah. And Game of Thrones. It's the End Game of Thrones <laughs> week. Yes. And have you seen them both? No. Have you seen either of them? No. What? I'm behind on Game of Thrones. How can you be behind on Game of Thrones? Because I have to watch it during the day, in the daylight. <laughs> You can't. You can't. It's too dark, especially this season. The no, cinematography I, is super dark, so you I, won't be able to see anything. I know. Well, I'll close the curtain, but it still needs to be daytime so I can run outside and see the sun and be like, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> so what episode are you on now? I'm in the season before this season. Seven. Sure. You haven't even started season eight yet. No, I, I just know that the, some great stuff happened with Arya. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Bran. It's it's amazing to be a Stark person. right now. If you're wh whether you're Arya, Sansa, Bran, or Tony, it's a good weekend to be a Stark. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not familiar with the character Tony Stark. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> Iron Man can get it. I wish I could take credit for that, but I saw that as a meme. It I also all the Stark children, and then Iron Man all standing looking into the future. <laughs> We should get to the actual show, I expect. Yeah. We Did not? you see oh, the show? Did you see the movie? I've seen it all. So are you happy with everything? Yeah, I had a nerdgasm this weekend. I love it. You better gasm everywhere. I did. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yes. I dweebed. I love it. <laughs> let's talk about the bright spot, all right? If we're going to... Let's do our show that we're doing. Yes? I love it. We're going to talk about the bright spot. Now, I think this is amazing. So you've probably heard of the United Methodist Church. I mean... The you one know. that recently... Yes. Yes. Recently, yes, the United Methodist Church decided to reaffirm and shore up its exclusion of uh, women from the clergy, of LGBTQ plus people at all. The They don't affirm same-sex marriage. They went pretty, pretty all out 
on their yeah. anti-gay policies as as a as a general congregation, right? Yeah. Now, of course, the church almost split over this, mm-hmm. and some churches, some individual churches, have removed themselves from United Methodist. They're still Methodist, but they're their own thing now. Yeah. So they're leaving. Churches are leaving over this in protest, right? So the United Methodist Church very recently had that synod or whatever and decided to reaffirm their anti-gay policies. Right. And this week, a group of eight 13- and 14-year-olds at the First United Methodist Church of Omaha, Nebraska, they're the confirmation class of this year, right? Yeah. And so a confirmation class goes through a year of study about Christianity, about Methodism, about you know all their, their community and, and what they believe and all the things. And then at the end of that year, they go through confirmation and they become full members of the church right. at 13 or 14. This year, all eight members that were about to be confirmed declined membership. <laughs> at the confirmation ritual, they presented a letter and all eight of them said they don't want to be members specifically over the LGBTQ and yep. stance of the United Methodist Church. That's fantastic. And I want to applaud those kids. There's eight kids. And I'm going to quote a little bit of the letter that they read. Give it. Quote, there are many things we have grown up appreciating about FUMC Omaha. We have always known that gay families were just like any other families. We are surrounded by peers with all gender identities, and we've looked forward every year to participating in Pride Week. We appreciate that we have never thought anything was strange about women as pastors. And then they go on to say, we have spent the year learning about our faith and clarifying our beliefs. Most of us started the confirmation year assuming we would join the church at the end. But with the action of the General Conference in February, we are disappointed about the direction the United Methodist denomination is heading. We are concerned that if we join at this time, we'll be sending a message that we approve of this decision. We want to be clear that while we love our congregation, we believe that the United Methodist policies on LGBTQ plus clergy and same-sex marriage are immoral. I love that. And my favorite thing about this whole story is that even though they all declined membership, they still all got lasagna and notebooks. <laughs> yes. The church still gave them the, the all the stuff that they gave. They'd take them out to dinner Here's the deal. gave them presents and stuff, so they still even got their lasagna Could they, and notebooks. Then the, that clergy in that church did it right. Because yeah. you're not like – you were supposed to listen to your members. You're supposed yeah. to help guide people to doing good things, yeah. and they, it looks like they did. They did. The pastor came out with a statement says, we support these young people. And, I mean, it's a pretty liberal uh, – church individually yeah you know so it was like it wasn't it wasn't shocking that they'd be supported but it's not easy to resist that kind of thing so like i'm not a big fan of religion myself but i do think that that was a really brave act yeah that was about equality and it was about morality next to something that is unequal and and immoral and i applaud those kids and i think that that's wonderful that you're not methodists and you should not be methodists if the methodists don't support what Women as pastors and same-sex marriage. Yeah. And, you know, LGBTQ plus community members aren't full members of the church, aren't invited to be full members. Exactly. Like, why would you want to be? Right. You know? That's our bright spot. That's what I got. Well done, kids. That makes me happy. Me too. We're going to go down. How are you going to make me sad? Well, it's not so much a sad topic today as much as a weird one. Good. That's fine. So that's the only hint you get. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Let's jump into the show. What weird thing are you going to tell me about this week, Jason T. Gaffney? Sports. Oh, no. Balls. Oh, yes. Au naturel. <laughs> oh, God. Can you Naked it out? sports? Mm, we're going to talk about streaking. Oh, okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, the balls was a red herring. <laughs> <laughs> they, were really. okay, yeah, they were testicles. Okay, they were they were testicles the whole time. It's that <laughs> Agatha Christie book that was not published. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out. It was the balls all the time. <laughs> the balls acted it. <laughs> balls acted it? <laughs> no, the balls sack. Okay, let's talk about the scrotum on the Orient Express. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dark night. <laughs> all right. Um, 
So, streaking is a long-time tradition for humans. That's fun. We're going to do an episode on streaking? Yeah, That's fun. I like it. Okay. According to Dictionary.com, the definition of the act of streaking is, quote, to make a sudden dash in public while naked, especially as a prank. Sure. Wikipedia adds sometimes people streak as a dare for publicity or if the streaker is protesting. Yeah, nakedness gets some attention. Yeah. Yeah, okay. When streaking, men often go fully nude and women often go only topless. Okay. So, like, it counts as streaking for women when they're topless, whereas guys have to go full That's generous of you. Um, Well, sure, because guys can go without a top just in public. Yeah, nobody thinks it's streaking, but when Mm -hmm. women do it, it's like, oh, God, boobs. Oh, wow. (laughs) Like, we had the two least impressed people by boobs in (laughs) in this room. (laughs) Here's the thing. It is fascinating to me. Like, I always get surprised when I see breasts jiggle (laughs) because I just... I don't really know what they feel Because you only like. ever see them, like, encased in bras and shirts. Yeah, I don't, uh-huh. like, think about them as, like, like when I think about, like, a bubble butt, mm-hmm. like, the way I look at a bubble butt mm-hmm. and how it kind of jiggles when it moves, mm-hmm. I assume that's how straight guys feel when they look at breasts. Okay. Because... I mean, that's nice. That's nice of you to make that connection. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> women can go topless and it's streaking. Fine with me. Yeah. Some women go full. Although, you know, if a woman came in here streaking right now, that would be really <laughs> distracting. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably be like, you do you. Did you set someone up to do that? No. I. You should have. I should have. I usually, I'm just saying you should have. <laughs> if only we did this in front of a live audience and then had a streaker. <laughs> oh, for the live show, we'll do fucking. That'll be... The show will be on fucking. And then every now and, and then you'll just hear surprise. moaning from the side. Fun, um, fun, fun. So... Basically, streaking is something that we've grown to accept and in some cases love at sporting events and college campuses. Okay. Not everyone loves and accepts it, but a lot of people do. Yeah. I don't. You don't like it? No. no. It's annoying. Like, I get super annoyed with somebody being like, this is all about me now. I'm like, I paid to watch a thing. You right. know, and like I, that, you were no part of that thing. I, I guess I don't mind it as much when it's on a, like, a college campus if they're just running by. Because I don't mind if it's college people. Sure, I should, <laughs> I should have mentioned. Unless it's college boys. Let really. me let me put it this way. I saw a lot of pictures of people streaking. Most <laughs> of them were not uh, desired you viewing. Saw, this is, so we we scheduled this recording session a little last minute. So Jason happened to be looking at a lot of pictures of streaking, and so now <laughs> that's the topic. <laughs> So, streaking did not begin at sporting <laughs> events in colleges until recent history, though. Okay. Even though that's how we know and love it. Yes. When did streaking begin? I'm betting you're wondering. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I am wondering that, yes. No, I know it's for sure, but back in medieval England, early Christians, Neo-Adamites, would run naked through all the towns. Oh, uh, I see that they're Neo-Adamites. Yeah. Sure. So I'm guessing it's because they felt really, like they really felt God and wanted everyone to know. They're like, I feel I, God all in my body. I guess so. I mean, I, I think two things about this. I think that they were like naturalists and they were people like, you know, Adam didn't need clothes, so why do we? Yeah. And I also <laughs> think that they did this between the months of June <laughs> and September. <laughs> when it was hot as yeah, balls. Yeah, I don't think in Europe you can do a lot of that in like, yeah. November. Have you ever streaked, by the way? I have been naked outside. I have not streaked because see my previous statement about it's fucking annoying and selfish. Right. Well, if you're not streaking in an event, but you're just streaking through a town or something like that, you've never done that? No, I have never streaked through a town. Naked Where outside? What town? When... I mean, you could be naked outside without being like in a town square, all right? There's like <laughs> riverbanks and freaking <laughs> there's clothing optional resorts, as you oh, know. That's, yeah, that's true, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went partial streaking in Alaska. What do you mean? Well, I didn't take you off You just my took underwear. off your bottoms. I took off my... No, <laughs> I went Winnie the Pooh streaking. I, just, I went bottomless. <laughs> I left my shirt on to be yeah. anti. It was cold. I left you my shirt and my underpants on. Wow. And uh, everyone was disappointed. streaking. Well, I know, but other people streaked. And that's, I was like, That's Woo. not streaking. That's like... we. It was most of us just running through the street in our underwear. And everyone what was for? It's... Because we were drunk. Okay. And someone was like, you should streak. And we were like, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Um, anyway. All right. So you have kind of streaked. Sort of. And I have not. Yeah. All right. The uh, first. Well, now I need to do that because I, I want to have experiences. 
Well, yeah, we'll get into that. Okay. So the first famous streaker was in the 17th century. Lady Godiva. No, oh, yeah, we do know about Lady Godiva. I, I didn't bring her into this. Um, she wasn't really streaking, I feel She like. was forced to walk through the town naked oh. in order to not raise taxes on people or something like that. Oh, oh so like Cersei in Game of Thrones. Yeah, so she got, <laughs> it was like, yeah, not a good All right. thing. Ding, shame. That's That's where I've been. It wasn't really streaking so much as I was being followed by a crowd of people yelling and throwing garbage at me oh mm. were you into that or well it's now well okay sure now it's a fetish <laughs> but only because it happened during a formative time let's move on okay so the guy's name was solomon eccles okay and he ran through london naked save for the brazier which is a pan to burn coals not like a oh, bra sure that was on fire on his head what he was a quaker and an activist and naked Fire running was the best plan to get people to, like, listen to him. What? Yeah, I don't get it. So he put some hot coals on his head and ran through the town. Screaming naked. To get people to, like, listen to his reasonable (laughs) spiritual point? I I guess. He was, yeah. Yeah, that sounds, this this is the beginning of religious discourse. Yes. (laughs) That sounds about right. The next streaker of note, I don't know his name, but he was a gentleman who got arrested in London on the 5th of July, 1799, mm-hmm. at 7 p.m. He had accepted a cash offer of 10 guineas, about 1,000 bucks in current cash, Whoa. to run from one part of town to another naked. Who gave him that money? Another gentleman. So it was a dare? Yeah. Okay. So he was arrested for being naked and running. But he paid his bail and still made out with like $8,000. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool. sure. Hey, that was a good profit. If someone paid me $10,000 yeah. to run through a town, I would do that. Okay. Okay. Well, good. So I'm not going to pay you $10,000 to run through a town. Fine. Don't take the bait. <laughs> so, streaking really took off on college campuses in the 1960s. Okay. But the very first college streaker on record was in 1804 when George William Crump ran through the town of Lexington, Virginia, near his school, Washington College. Okay. He would get suspended for his naked action, Mm -hmm. but Robert E. Lee would protest it, saying that streaking was a, quote, rite of passage for all Washington college men. Whoa. So Robert E. Lee sort of bailed his ass out? Yeah. Wow. So Uh, he was a white guy. Yeah. Okay, well, sure. It didn't stop the school from suspending George for his nakedness, but it didn't affect him too badly since he went on to become a House of Rep member later on in life. Well, you can do a lot of crappy things and become a House of Rep member. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So it wasn't really until the 1960s in America when college kids, like, en masse started getting streaky with it, right? (laughs) Are you proud of yourself? Yeah, I am. So, in 1973, it had become an epidemic. It was an epidermic epidemic. (laughs) In fact, streaking the word was first used in 1973. Okay. That was the first time anyone used that term as to for what that act was. Before, it was just like, they ran naked. They ran naked through the streets. Yeah. Sure. Well, this is starting to happen so much now, we need a word for it. Yeah. That's how words happen. It's an epidemic. We'll call it streaking. <laughs> I don't even know why that was the, the word. Like, It's a strange word for yeah. what it is, actually. I mean, you say it and we know exactly what it is, but like, who came up with that? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Because, well, I mean, this is mostly white people doing that. And, you know, a very pale, naked white person <laughs> flying across your field of vision, you know. Like, it's like it's a streak. Especially if you've had acid recently. Oh, God. <laughs> you might see that for several minutes. Yeah. So, at Stephen F. Austin State University. In Texas. It was such a big deal uh, and was happening all over the place that in 1974, the university president, Ralph W. Steen, mm-hmm. created a day for all the students to do it all at once. You're kidding. Because it was happening in classes. It was happening constantly in the, the mess hall wow. and like just the, the public areas. Just like daily, someone was streaking. So here's the thing. My husband went to a very liberal college, Pitts- okay. Pitzer College yeah. uh, in Claremont. And at the time that he was going, it was a clothing optional campus. What? I think out of this, like, out of this era, maybe. So the effort to mollify students who wanted to do that, right? It wasn't only at Stephen F. Austin. And in fact, I'm really surprised it happened in Texas. But the point of this is that my husband, the man I love and I'm choosing to spend my life with, used to go to class naked. 
I and mean, be on campus naked with some other uh, people who would do that. If he's, if that's like, I mean, yeah, he loved it. Yeah, he loved it, and I say more power to you. Exactly. I could never. I couldn't do that. Really? I could not. But, how come? Oh, you know, I wouldn't have been comfortable. I like. How come? It's not weird. <laughs> 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 I mean, <laughs> do you need to talk about your deep-seated insecurities? No, I just like to have clothes on. <laughs> When everyone has clothes on. I just felt like you had a reason that you wanted to say, and I didn't know. Yeah, I'm deeply insecure about my body, and uh, and I hate myself. Oh. <laughs> I didn't like that answer. I'm, well, I know. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Oh. But I'm like, I just, I guess I'm kind of a go-with-the-flow person. If I'm, you know, if everyone has clothes on, I tend to have them on, too. And you tend to too. keep your clothes on, yeah. too. I like to garden naked, so it's... Unless you're paying me. Yeah. yeah. Although, you know what's funny? I have less trouble being naked in front of strangers than I do being naked in front of people I know. That's not weird. I get more uncomfortable being naked around people who I'm close with. Sure. Because it's like... And yet you keep making movies where you're naked all the time, where your parents are on set. Well, you know... Give oh, is it just, to, is it just to confront that issue? <laughs> My therapist and I are working on this. I'm getting better at it, turns out. <laughs> Anyway, at uh-huh. the university, the students basically would streak all at the same time on the same day on the same route. Wow. This would everyone this basically would let everyone get their jollies out <laughs> and would hopefully stop people from streaking during their graduations right. and during the dining hall and the classes and the sporting events and everything. Wow. I just love the idea that at graduation, like Nana's there. And then, like, five different people randomly streak. And Man. Nana's just like, I don't have enough heart medicine. That's so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I like that they did, a, like, a whole naked run to, you know, calm these fucking people down. Well, keep in mind also, like, college kids are, they're horny. Sure. There's a lot of, like, sexual energy. So if you let mm-hmm. them almost release it all at once, it will, ha- that's sort of where streaking also is. There's an element of, like, look at my body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for um, sure. So, Time Magazine wrote in 1973 that Los Angeles was really into streaking. We're mad for it. It was <laughs> so trendy. We're, God, we're, we're so annoying with trends. <laughs> and it wasn't just college kids that were into it. <laughs> Other groups were excited about it, too. Right. The entire city of West Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't say... Not the Russians as much. They didn't say uh, exactly who, but uh-huh. I'm betting it was people who like to be naked. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. <laughs> so there, it's not the, at least it's not the people who hate to be naked. Yeah, it's not the never nudes. Their article got kind of an angry letter though from a reader who wrote, "Quote: Let it be known that streakers have plagued the campus police at Notre Dame for the past <laughs> decade." They're like mad that they they're just talking about L.A. Let it be known. Yeah, they also oh, sure this is a worldwide problem. Yeah, it's not just L.A.'s problem. They also claimed that it was so bad that the students in 1972 founded the, quote, Streakers Olympics. Oh. What is that? They just, you're doing events while naked and streaking. So that's not the Streakers Olympics. That's the Olympics. Well, the you, Olympics were naked. It was a well, naked event. Well, way long ago. Now a very long yeah. time ago, sure. But I mean. God, I love naked wrestling. Ach! That's so much fun. Have you seen the ones where they get truly oiled up? The, oh, the Turkish one? Yeah, the Turkish one. <gasps> Oh, they like a put their hands. <laughs> I just like how did what are you grabbing and what are you and like I think you know. Oh, it's a good time. <laughs> it's a good time. Do you need to be alone in this room for a little while? No, I'm fine. All right, all right. I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now I would love to warn all the listeners out there that they shouldn't attempt to streak unless they are in a place where they know that they won't be charged with indecent exposure. This would get you a fancy sex offender title, and that would most likely ruin your life. Oh. If you live in California, however, you cannot be charged with indecent exposure for streaking. Really? That's what I was reading everywhere. Double check that, though. I'm sure different towns and everything. Like, I don't want to go on the record of Oh, yeah. We are not going to be criminally liable for your streaking, people. Like, check your local areas. Yes. But basically, in California, what I read was you can only get convicted for indecent exposure if you commit a lewd act while you're streaking. So streaking is recognized not to be a lewd act. It's just like this weird natural prank. It's a prank. And Wikipedia even warns that even though you can't be convicted of it in California, prosecutors will try to prove that you were doing lewd acts even if you're just running and being silly because they want to prosecute people. Right. I mean, there's a lot of jiggling. Yeah, well... So, you know, with that much jiggling... Then people... Somebody's going to find it lewd. Lewd, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I basically urge people not to streak unless you know your local laws, mm-hmm. all those things. Anyway, back to my I fun. I encourage you not to streak, too, because it's so dumb. Well, yeah. I'm you're naked gonna, outside, sure. You're going to be real happy with the uh, upcoming. Anyway. I'm excited. Back to our fun. All right. There are some cool records of streaking for college campuses. The okay. largest group to go streaking together was the University of Georgia, where 1,543 students streaked at the same time for Whoa. three-fourths of a mile. Okay. But Erskine College claims the title of the <laughs> most... Had to wa- I'm sorry, but those people then had to walk back and get their clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Unless know. they did it on a track. Maybe they did it on a track. We're going to do three laps, and then we're back to where we started, and you can put your shit back on. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Erskine College claims the title of the most per capita streaking party where 25% of the students participated in it. All right, okay. I don't know where that college is. But they had skin right in the name of the college, so they had to. It was part, I mean, it was predestined. They're like, we can't not have some kind of record relating to this. (laughs) Yeah. The best record goes to an alumni from the Iowa College Cornell. Okay. He streaked seven years in a row at a particular school event and didn't get caught any of the times. He did it every year that he was in school, and three years after that. Okay, good. I thought he was like a seven-year senior. No, like... no. The best record for the most streaking ever done, though, is by a British man named Mark Roberts, who has streaked 565 times uh, as of 2018 in 23 different nations. I think I've heard about this guy. Yeah. Okay. Is it's he st- the star of our show today? He's one of our stars. What's his name? Mark Roberts. Okay. It started for him back in 1993. Mm-hmm. He went to Hong Kong. So much started in 1993. <laughs> what started for you in 1993? Oh, same-sex attraction. Oh. Jed <laughs> that all. Yeah, the 90s were yeah. weird to me. <laughs> so he went to Hong Kong to watch the two-day event Rugby Sevens, and he heard about a woman who streaked during the game one, during mm-hmm. the first day. So he then went out to the place where dreams go to die and bad ideas are born, a bar. Oh, sure. <laughs> I thought L.A. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> and he made a bet with the bartender that he would streak the very next day at uh, the next game. Oh. He claims that he wasn't... <laughs> he did this several hours after he arrived at the bar, yeah. I'm guessing. <laughs> he claims that he wasn't really planning on streaking because it was the drink talking. He's mm-hmm. like, I was just drunk. But he went to the game the next day, and after having some drinks, ran onto the field and <laughs> took the ball. Catching a theme. Yeah. <laughs> they kicked him out of the he stadium. He took the ball? Yeah, he took the ball. Okay. They kicked him out of the stadium when they so caught him. he had him. three at that point. Yeah, he had three <laughs> balls. Well, we don't know. Maybe he had lost a ball at this point. Well, you should know. I don't know. I didn't think um, about. I didn't think about looking that up. All right. How many balls? Did I don't know. Have? I mean, like, if you saw any pictures of this, I mean, he's the most prolific streaker in history. You yeah. would probably notice if he didn't have a testicle. <laughs> So, <laughs> they kicked him out of the stadium after they caught him, right? Sure. But he got back in and went on the field a second time. That same game? Same game. Oh, Lord. He actually thinks he's the only guy ever to do it twice in the same game. I doubt that. I mean, world history is long. Yeah. But... Well, he's the first recorded person. Okay, there we go. But his streaking career began. He <laughs> <laughs> Less a career, uh, more of an avocation, I would say. He actually made a lot of money. He's gotten paid for this? Oh, yeah. Oh, shite. God damn it. So he would talk about... Uh, Another opportunity missed. Gosh, if I liked streaking. (laughs) So he would talk about the fact that it was not a big deal to him in an article interview for The Guardian because he, quote, likes to do crazy things for fun. Okay. And money. And he was... How's he getting paid? Are we going to talk about how he got paid? Oh, we'll get talked about. He was hooked on the feeling he got when the crowd would go wild for the nakedness. I just was like, (laughs) hooked on a feeling. Yeah, that's what I've got in my head. I'm naked and reeling, <laughs> and my balls are free. <laughs> yeah. So he would streak at a Miss World competition during the bull run in Pamplona. Oh wow, that is that's ballsy, brave. real. Yeah. yeah, and at many tennis Literally and football ballsy. matches. Okay. In fact, he streaked at so many football matches that in 2001. Football meaning soccer. I understand. He was forced legally to surrender his passport when any different English team would leave the country to uh, play another nation. Oh my! So England god, was like, really? "You can't leave anymore while British people go play elsewhere." Because oh my god! You keep getting in trouble. Why isn't he in jail? Because these are all petty crimes. It's I not. Guess. 
See, this is the problem with not making it illegal. I mean, I get it, it's a fun little prank and stuff like that, but I mean, somebody could really abuse the system like this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he got, he got penalized and all sorts of things. Ha! So, oh. <laughs> Sorry. In fact, for 12 months, he wasn't allowed in any stadiums per his convictions. So. I feel like everyone got penalized by him. Yeah. <laughs> but that didn't stop him. He started going to all other types of events that weren't in stadiums to get that rush. Good lord. In fact. He's addicted. He's now he recognized. Has a to the point where the police have photos of him at every event and know to look out for him. All of him. And so then, he can't even go in with a mask on because he, they know all parts of him now. He actually has to wear disguises to get in now. Oh, for God's sake. And at one event for horse racing, he dressed up as a woman, despite the fact that he doesn't think he looks good as one, but he got in and the streaker's got a streak. It's so nice that his, his vanity didn't stop him. I, just, <laughs> I love that he's like Jesus Christ. The, the naked Eliza Doolittle. Oh, my God. Come on, move your blooming arse. Oh, Lord. So his fame would get him put into a commercial for a sportswear company where all the players, all the sports players, are playing the game naked, and he is streaking fully clothed on the field. That's irony. Ironic. This advertisement won an award at con. They give awards for advertisements? I guess. Con? I don't know. A short, maybe. It was All like, right, sure. best weird short. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that that would be a small category, but it's probably not. Yeah. His biggest event, though, was in 2004 when he crashed Super Bowl 38. This is really? the same Super Bowl where Janet Jackson's nipple was exposed. Oh, wow. So it was a big year for nakedness. It sure was. He was paid... I'm still mad at Justin Timberlake for that. I know. He was paid $1 million to go to the Super Bowl and streak on the field. By whom? He had a sponsor in goldenpalace.com. No. They paid him the money for him to have their name on his chest and back and guaranteed him a lawyer that would be ready for him when he was arrested. Good God. The lawyer in advance said, we will win and we will be found not guilty because we will say there were no signs saying that he wasn't allowed on the field. Okay. He was wearing an outfit that was made with Velcro and underneath had on a ref outfit, which also had a Velcro tearaway. Uh-huh. When entering the stadium, he was frisked by a guard and the guard was like, what the fuck is with the Velcro? Mm-hmm. And he said he had a skin condition and needed to have easy access to put cream on him. Uh- they didn't ask anything else about that until they noticed the ref shirt. Um, I would. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Your rash is so bad, but definitely let's get you into a room with 50,000 people. Right. You with the worst rash possible. Well, this is, this is the best Who part. Who can't, like, lift up his shirt <laughs> to apply the cream and have tearaway clothes. <laughs> this is the best part. Okay. They noticed the referee shirt, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they asked him about that, and he's like, this is my lucky ref shirt. Uh-huh. And that's how my team's going to win. And they were like, okay, cool. Okay. So they let him in. So we have some we have some breakdown of the security system. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Did he at least have some fucking topical cream? I don't him? know if he had any topical cream. He I don't think he did. probably didn't. So. Because there's a big hole in your argument there yeah. in that case. I need my rip-away clothing to apply the cream. I mean, Where's my- the cream? <laughs> what if, I, would, but I, would I was hoping that they would sell it at the concession stand. <laughs> If he was like, I need my rip-away clothing because sometimes a dancer's got to dance. <laughs> I mean, Janet Jackson had the same issue. <laughs> it's true. So GoldenPalace.com bought them front row seats at the 50-yard line. Huh. And right when he needed to hit the field, the security guard that was blocking his entrance to the field left the area conveniently. And he entered the field. He took off the top layer and entered the field as a ref. He was okay. a ref, so no one blinked as he went onto the field towards the ball in the center of the field. But then they all blinked when he stripper ripped off his rep outfit and was only wearing a tiny, tiny thong that was shiny and people didn't know what the fuck was going on. So no one came after him. Right. They're in complete shock. So he started dancing <laughs> and he, he performed okay. a river dance style dance uh, for oh, what felt God, like. That's the jiggliest kind of dance you can do. <laughs> and it oh. felt like a fucking hour in the video I was watching. I watched uh, the whole video because I wanted to make there's sure. There's video of start. this? It's amazing. Oh, okay. That's probably something that the person would yeah, find worthwhile to see. It, there's a lot of these that are worthwhile. Ah. So after the shock wore off, the, <laughs> the security and the players and the refs all charged him. <laughs> like all ran right at him. Yeah. Before he, the courts charged him. Yeah. He was tackled by teammates of both the Patriots and the Panthers. Oh my god, is he alive? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. And then he was tackled by the cops and the security detail. They literally, like, surrounded him a so he would cover. total pile on, sure. The NFL security was going to let him go after about a half hour, but the head of the NFL was like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. We have to make an example of this. Yeah, because, and, and how dare my security fail? Like, this yeah. is such a big problem. Like, we don't accept behavior like this unless you own the Patriots. Right, exactly. After that, he was brought to court where he would end up being found guilty of trespassing and fined $1,000. Huh. It was apparently an all-female jury and a female judge, oh. and he had a female lawyer. Okay. And so he's like, my life's in all these women's hands. And the women went into the deliberation room, the jurors, mm-hmm. and all they could hear was laughing. <laughs> because they basically were watching the video and just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and so okay. the judge brought him into the room with the jurors because she's like, I know that they know the answer. We know, like, you're going to be found guilty. Like, let's just get this over with. He yeah. goes in the room and the jurors applauded him. Oh, my God. And then they found him guilty and charged him $1,000. Oh, my God. Which he, is, That's just a circus. What yeah. the hell? But, which, again, so this is a travesty of justice. This, he, is not, this is not the decorum <laughs> that I expect from Law and & Order. Exactly. And, and don't forget, like, he was paid a million dollars. A thousand dollar fine is nothing. Well, also the golden, golden, golden What is that? I don't know. Some website that got a lot of exposure at the yeah, Super Bowl. I'll say, literally. They paid his fine, too. I don't know. Right? I think he paid it. Well, that's not right. I know it's not right. He but should, he has an action against them. They, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that the, mm-hmm. sure the courts will love that. Mm-hmm. He'll spend a million dollars <laughs> suing them. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? He actually said that he really wanted to do the Super Bowl because he wanted to make America laugh again after 9-11. I want that to be the next presidential slogan. Yeah. Make America laugh again. Yeah. And he got to do it. So he was feeling really good about that, right? Yeah. I remember right around then, we all got better from 9-11. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Everything's better now. (laughs) What? Well done. We got sick again. Yeah. So he planned to retire in 2006 by running around in the buff in Germany during the 2006 World Cup. That's how you retire? Yeah, he's like, one last streak. The way you retire from streaking is put some fucking clothes on. (laughs) I just like the idea of him. He's with his friends. He's like, one last time. (laughs) I'll be naked for you one last time. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta teach them how to say goodbye, to say goodbye. (laughs) You and I. <laughs> you and you and I. <laughs> He's singing to his penis. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, oh. So basically. <laughs> the German people saw him and stopped him and mm-hmm. didn't let him enter the game. They're like, no. Oh, we know you. Yeah. <laughs> You will not answer. No last time. Yeah, no. no. Nine. <laughs> you, you know, you can't get naked in front of a bunch of people if you can't get in. It's funny that they wouldn't let him do that in Germany, of all places. I know. They're the yeah. kinkiest ever. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, sure. They're like, wait, before you go in, will you fart as you run? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's a nine, then you cannot go in. <laughs> they would have let him do it if he'd been in some fetish gear. Yeah. But not Even naked. just a leather hat would be fine. Not just boring naked. Yeah. No. Jodhpurs or something. <laughs> so, because he didn't get to retire at that one event, he decided to keep on streaking for a few more years. <laughs> That's not the message you were meant to take from that. <laughs> and he actually crashed a dog show in the UK. A dog show? <laughs> Come on! Where he was wearing only a cat mask over his penis and balls. That's... Hilarious. <laughs> he got best in show that year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the balls are warm. <laughs> Good teeth. Good stride. Best in show. Mark. <laughs> Mark Roberts. He was disqualified, though, because he didn't have a handler. He was handling himself. Ludak! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ludak! Oh, God. So, in 2013, he had a documentary made about him called Streak! Exclamation mm. point. The man who can't keep his clothes on. Period. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for all the punctuation notes. You're welcome. It, it was called, quote, streak, exclamation. <laughs> the man who can't keep his clothes on, period, end quote. <laughs> in that documentary, he said he had one more streak in him and to keep an eye out for it. What a hero. It would happen in 2018 at the Winter Olympics game in South Korea. Really? He would Winter? Cr- yeah. Yeesh. He would crash the ice rink in a tutu. And a tiny pair of undies. Oh. The words peace and love would be written on his chest, and he would make, basically making one last political statement. 
One last time. <laughs> I'm fucking cold. One last time. <laughs> you need to find my balls tonight. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was a very tiny pair of underwear because it had all shriveled up. Yeah, sucked up into his yeah. body at that point. I'm not sure if we've seen the last of Mark Roberts, but he does hold a powerful record. He's basically this real professional streaker and got paid to do it by sponsors at many times. Professional um, streaker. That and in fact, mean. he took his job seriously and he refused to go out during any actual gameplay. He claims that that would affect the score and can change the outcome of the game and that a good streaker waits till there's a break or pause. Well, he gets to decide that, I suppose, since he's the only one. Well, well I know other people do this, but I mean, Jesus Christ, it's not like there's a you know, secret society of streakers. There, or if there is, it's secret, and I don't know about it. There is another streaker that is famous okay. named Jimmy Jump, oh, who Mark does not like or care for. Oh. He is quoted saying... Oh, there's a streaking rivalry. <laughs> yeah. Mark is quoted saying, quote, yeah, he's an idiot. He is. He ruins games. He changes the course of the match. I see. Because he uh, goes out during play. Yeah. He goes out and he fucks with things while the game's happening, and it really can mess with the players. I miss the days when streakers were chivalrous and yeah. full of honor. He's actually not the only streaker to mess up things during gameplay. In 2008, a man named Robert Ogilvy, mm -hmm. who was streaking under the influence, was clotheslined by cricket player Andrew Simmons. Oh, shit. I watched the video bravely, so you don't have to, but you should. Yeah. And Andrew took bravely. him Bravely. Thanks out. for taking one for the team. Yeah. He, I mean, he yeah. went down hard. Oh, okay. Like, and I was like, damn. Uh, that has to be just the price of doing business if yeah. you're a streaker, you know? I mean, like, you're going to piss some people off. Yeah. Like, some, like... I'm sure a lot of people think it's just lighthearted and fun, but it's going to piss some people off, especially oh, yeah. if you're a professional sports person and this random naked guy is well, just fucking doing... up your game. Yeah, it's your job. Piss you off. It's, and you're at your day job. Like, I don't want people running around naked on my set unless I... they're directed to do so. Right. I do want people to show up at my catering events naked <laughs> to break up the monotony. Sure. Yes. Yes. But but, uh... I, and, and, and also, I, I haven't clotheslined anyone in a long time. So and you want to mind. do that. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mind. So later, a reporter asked Robert if he was planning on pressing charges against the player, and Robert claimed that, quote, it felt great to be knocked down like that, and the reporter should, quote, wake up to himself, because he was excited that he was touched by the player. Oh, dear. And he's like, okay, I guess... Robert has some other issues. Oh, yeah. On. Well, and here's the thing. If you want to get, like, bdsm -y, that's great. Do it with someone who else is consenting and knows it's coming. Not, sure. Like, don't go up to someone to make them punch you because I you get off that. on that. That's amazing. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, if that's your thing, I'd say, you know, that, that that's not harming that many people, really. Yeah, I guess. Only you, and you you consent to it. So yeah. if you make other per if you make If you consent as making someone else hurt you, like, that, I don't feel like that's so awful. That's not terrible. No. You hurting someone else without their consent, of course. Oh, no, well, yeah. Completely yeah, not okay, yeah. but... So Robert wasn't the only fan at a cricket game to be assaulted by a player. Oh, my God. I'm surprised that there's another fan of cricket out there. Speaking of uh, BDSM, mm -hmm. in 1977, Leonard Bruce McCauley would be spanked while streaking during a game of cricket with a cricket bat yes. by the Australian team captain Greg Chappell. Hey, you know, <laughs> more power to Greg Chappell yeah. because that's hilarious. I also watched this video so you don't have to. <laughs> but again, it is wild. And people are going to watch these videos, you, and, and they should. You have to watch this. It is uh, yeah, insane. don't say that I did it so you don't have to. I did it, and you must, yeah. is where we're going with so that. So Leonard ran out and was feeling his oats. Sure. When he ran and then he was feeling a cricket bat. Yeah, he ran right towards Greg, who held out his hand as if to shake his hand. And uh, Leonard, I guess, got excited and took the bait. And then Greg now had him in his grasp and basically proceeded to spank him several times in a row. That's on great. His, on his bare bottom. Yeah. Despite Leonard trying to flee. Apparently, Greg had warned people earlier that year that he was done with all the streaking, and mm -hmm. he would take matters into his own hands if people invaded his space again. No. So he gave a warning. Well, he, yeah, in a general kind of way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know if he was, like, if people knew he was going to, like... Yeah, you'd have to follow Cricket pretty close to, yeah. <laughs> to catch that one. Leonard would sue Chapel for assault. What? But would lose and would be fined $25 and given the name The Beaten Streaker. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Greg also suffered from this. He was so rattled by this experience, by having to spank someone on the field, that he ended up losing the game. Uh, um, so okay. who really won? 
I think it was the public yeah, that got to watch a crazy streaking episode with uh, a so spanking, far, obviously. Yeah, definitely you, so far. Talk about a story to tell your grandkids. <laughs> the beaten streak. Yeah. The very first sports streaking was actually only a few years right before the infamous spanking in 1974. Hmm. An Australian stockbroker, Michael O'Brien, would take the title. It was a rugby match, and he was dared to streak for 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. He would do it and get caught, as most streakers do. In fact, because it was unheard of, it was really a big deal. This was mm-hmm. like the first major kind of thing like this. People okay. were like, what the fuck? Yeah. There's actually an iconic photo, which I looked at so that you don't have to. So that you must. Yeah. Where he looks a little bit like Jesus uh, with a policeman covering his penis okay. with his police helmet. Oh, my. And I read somewhere, I think, that Did that, that turn helmet... you way on? What? Did that turn you so on? No, it was fine. I mean, I'm not really into Jesus. Was there a baton not... in the picture at all? No, there was no baton. All right, okay. Just, just curious. That's a different... Uh... We're just probing your kinky mind. That's well, all. you know. I go to Tom of Finland for that. Ha! Uh, anyway, the policeman, Bruce Perry, would later be quoted saying, quote, It was a cold day, and he didn't have anything <laughs> to be proud of, but I didn't think twice about using my helmet. Wow. The photo was really there wasn't, any, there wasn't going to be any chance that it'd touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the helmet's like historic now and it's on display in a museum somewhere. It's like oh the my. first thing to cover a streaker. That's weird. The same field that Michael would streak on would also house the most famous female streaker in 1982. Oh. You'll note most of the people we've talked about are men because yeah. mostly men streak. Shocking. Yeah, because if you're looking for people who are going to do idiot pranks while drunk, <laughs> it's probably going to be boys. Yeah. So Erica Rowe, who is a bookseller, would run out without her top on. Mm-hmm. Everyone who talks about the event talks about basically how large her breasts were. Okay. They're just like, wow, she had some big boobs. Yeah. She, too, was covered by a police helmet and was escorted off the field. Two police helmets. Probably. <laughs> the most famous streaker of all, though, in the United States of America is mm. probably Robert Opal. Okay. He is an openly gay man, an activist, and photographer, and was a force of nature in the art world. Okay. He's also the man who went streaking during the 46th Oscars. Oh, soy bomb. Yeah. Yeah. He managed to sneak backstage pretending to be media, and then as David Niven mm-hmm. was introducing Elizabeth Taylor, he ran across the stage naked while flashing the peace sign with his hand. Yep. Niven laughed and then said, quote, Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was almost bound to happen. But isn't it fascinating to think that probably the only laugh that man will ever get in his life is by stripping off and showing his shortcomings? <laughs> Robert, you should never have done it where there was a witty British actor on stage. Yeah. No, 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 no. There are people, though. I mean, it would have been probably worse if Elizabeth Taylor had already been there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's actually people who believe, however, that the whole thing was planned because Robert had well, to get it was planned through... by Robert Opal. Right, well they think that the producers planned it mm-hmm. too. Cuz Robert had to get through a very strong backdrop that he needed to cut and he would have had to have like the the ability to do that, know to do right. that. Right, he would have had to have scissors. <laughs> and so and everyone knows that higher ups in the art world don't have access to scissors. <laughs> he's a photographer. He's uh, not a construction paper artist. Okay, but he did go to kindergarten, right? So he knows what scissors are. <laughs> I love glue, man. <laughs> Give me them glue sticks. I'm just not going to lend a lot of credence to this particular conspiracy theory right now. Yeah. So anyway, they also claim that Niven had pre-written his ad lib about the naked man. Oh. That's where the biggest conspiracy comes from. Scandalo. I think it's possible that he's just a really smart, witty man. David Niven was a really smart, yeah. witty man. Yes. After the streaking event, Robert was actually hired by Alan Carr, a producer, to streak at a party for a friend. Okay. So Everybody's making money on this. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Uh-huh. What is the bright side of streaking? Well, I know what I... Well, if there's a light shining... Most of these people are white, too. So if there's a light shining on you, it's very bright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for me, personally... Okay. It is that there are a lot of butts to be seen. So many butts. Jiggly they're not, butts. They're not, uh, not every butt is jiggly a Jiggly butt. butts for I Jason. Just, <laughs> jiggly butts for Jason. Uh. Jiggly butts everywhere. All for Jason Gaffney. That's a great song. <laughs> That's like definitely a top 40. <laughs> Songs written by other people for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. Not every butt was a butt I necessarily wanted to see, but I also like... I have every. I think everyone has like that morbid fascination. Was like, hmm, I wonder what they look like naked. Mm-hmm. And like some of these photos, you're just like, oh, okay. I wonder what they look like clothed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, another favorite thing Ironic. for me 
is that it gave a lot of people a good laugh. Like yeah. the one I looked at a lot of the college photos, mm-hmm. like the the in the articles and stuff, and all the people who are watching the streakers are like full on guffawing. Yeah, yeah, and so it it did like. Even though it can be a nuisance at the sporting it's funny, games, I'm so stodgy. I just don't. I'm like, Meh. I'm I'm totally the these children today. Me 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 me. That's me. Right, but it it also is where and when you're doing it. The, yeah. like, the people are laughing at these places because it's it's not affecting a sporting event. It's not affecting a, yeah. a an event. It's just them running around the college campus. Right. When it's an actual event, I think more people tend to get a little more uptight and right. a little more like, what the fuck? Yeah. So you know, like. When it's done right, it can provide a laugh. Yeah. If it, you know, there's also an element of I like the idea that it brings a sense of body positivity mm-hmm. to the to light hey, that's because nice, that's people nice of all shapes and sizes did streak. Yeah. And once I got past the initial like shock of seeing all these people naked, yeah, I was like, oh, the human body is really beautiful no matter what it looks like. Sure. So that was kind of fun for wow. me. Wow. So streaking has just healed your and any kind of body negativity you had at all i mean i'm so not that's hugely i'm not necessarily gonna go streaking <laughs> myself necessarily well, you don't need to if anyone who wonders <laughs> what you look like naked there's a simple google search away <laughs> but you were paid for all that yeah <laughs> that's the other thing people can get paid to streak well that's that's crazy to me um, okay and it actually can bring a lot of attention to a cause or a company that is doing good in the world mm-hmm. some companies are paying for it to get exposure for capitalistic gains mm-hmm. but you know mark in the olympics one he painted you know, peace and yeah. love with the idea of a message of like, pay attention to this, have peace, have mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get paid for that. No, he didn't. That was his retirement streaking. He wanted to retire on a high note. Go out with a bang. Yeah. Sure. So, do you think uh, of any bright sides for streaking? Um, I think streaking is so puerile and uh, <laughs> childish and just like selfish <laughs> and stuff. But it's also lighthearted. Like, you know, right. it's like, I think a bright side is that we like we get a break from some death and destruction for a while. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. In it just in the podcast or whatever. Yeah. Uh so it like it's just really fun and it's funny to talk about, you know, and so it's just lighthearted. So yeah. I, I like that it is entertaining. Yeah, and the most sure. the most injuries that anyone received was one person got clotheslined and one person got a slightly red butt. Right. So mm-hmm. That's the... And a lot of people got paid, so hey, you know, like this make is, their money. We are talking about careers here, yeah. so <laughs> which is they, crazy to me. They are stimulating oh, that economy. God. I'm in the wrong line of work. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had a great time. Thanks, Jason, for unveiling this uh, issue to us <laughs> in let all us, its glory. Let us know if you've ever streaked, or if you know of streaking events that happen near you. Do more polls again. Yeah. Especially for this one. I think I mean, we should probably talk about polls. There may this be a week. poll about if you've yeah. streaked or not. Yeah. And, uh, and if you have, describe it and maybe we'll <laughs> talk about it on the next episode. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Please keep rating and reviewing and come back and see us next week. Bye bye. Bye. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at Brightside K and J, and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on the, the Bright, bright Side! side.